Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. Today we speak to Robbie Lyle, the founder of Arsenal Fan TV. London-based French native Nicolas Lugier is the reflex. He takes his cue from the first wave of disco remixes by only using the original sounds from a master tape. Michael Jackson's 1979 hit Rock With You is a perfect example of his deft art.
Bobby, is yep. it true that you are one of the most influential and important people, not only in the world of football, but on YouTube? Well, <laughs> I suppose a lot of people are saying that now. They're saying that um, because, you know, the platform that we've got is very influential on YouTube. We probably get over 20 million people watching our videos per month. You know, I've been told by YouTube that it's like the, the number one football fan channel in the world. So, yeah, I suppose so. How, how do you look at it? How do you look at it? I'm just here busy doing my thing. So sometimes I don't really realise these things. You know, a lot of people come and they hit you with stats and they hit you with figures and things like that and tell you certain things. But you, you're so busy doing your thing that you don't really realize so it's very hard for me to go places now and not be recognized so i suppose that is kind of a signal that it's really popular out there when did you set the channel up and what would you have said would have been success back then well this is our fifth season mm -hmm. we sort of started off halfway through a season so it was like november of 2012 I think it was right from the start getting over 100 people watching a video for me that was success <laughs> you know so. for people that don't know Arsenal Fan TV give them the, the one minute pitch well basically it's just a platform for ordinary football fans that support Arsenal Football Club so basically what we do is we speak to fans after the games we do lots of content around Arsenal but the focus is on giving fans a voice Bravo to you, sir. That was much quicker than one minute. <laughs> now, the secret sauce in what you do, and I think you don't quite get enough props in this area. You're actually a, a bloody good interviewer. But you do have three or four or five or six stars, don't you? And people tune in for that. But I think there is another bit of uh, the recipe which is actually quite compelling. If this was Manchester United TV, would it be so popular? If this was Birmingham City TV, it, it absolutely wouldn't, unfortunately. There is something, I think there's actually something about, about Arsenal. It's about those compelling voices, whether it's DT or Troops or Claude, etc. Or, or Ty. And then it's also Arsenal, because Arsenal don't really offend everybody massively, do they? Do you know what? I, I, I disagree with you slightly in that if somebody set up a similar thing, doing what we were doing for Birmingham City and executed it in a similar way and were consistent with it, mm. you would start to find uh, a lot of characters and that developing over Birmingham. And I think that one of the reasons why people find it so compelling is that you'll hear football fans, say, for instance, at Arsenal, expressing their views on certain subjects. And then you think to yourself, I know fans like that at my club. It's the realness of what we do. That's what I really think it is that makes it compelling. I mean, if you would have done a Manchester United one, for instance, when David Moyes was there, there was more to moan about than what there was been at Arsenal in recent times. You know, and we're we're at every game. I mean, we're playing Doncaster tonight, and that's not a very fashionable game, but we'll be there. So we give fans a an outlet and a chance to talk. And I just think that people find it compelling because it's real emotions and real fans. I like the way you didn't pick yourself up there in that answer and say, yes, that you are uh, actually <laughs> quite a good interviewer. You're a modest man, Robbie. Thank you for that. You're a modest man. I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm yeah. a big fan of Arsenal fan TV. And like yeah. many football fans, I have teams which I absolutely loathe. Okay. Yeah. And you say absolutely low, but you load them in a slightly comic way. Don't like Chelsea. 
to me, okay. they're not a big club. I still remember them when it was uh, before Kerry Dixon and they were in the second division, right? To me, <laughs> Chelsea are a, are a Birmingham city size club. Now they're not, but historically they, they were, right? Yeah. They're not big, yeah. right? Okay. Don't like Manchester United, too much success, all their fans, unless they live in, in the borough of Salford or Trafford, are all, <laughs> they just jumped on the bandwagon, right? Don't like Manchester United, okay? okay? But then when I come down to Arsenal, I just say, Arsenal are nice. You don't, your fans have, don't have a history of being bellicose or horrible to anybody. You're a club which ultimately has the traditions of football at its heart. You mm. can't dislike Arsenal. Because you said about it, if somebody supported, if, if you did a, a Manchester fan TV in the same way, Mm. It, I honestly don't think it, it would have worked as well because also, and let's be honest about it, Robbie, it's the moaning, isn't it? And if, if it was Chelsea fan TV, last season, you had nothing to moan about. And I say this to people Look, all yeah. the time, that at the very heart of being a football fan is to be miserable. Trust me, football fans always find something to moan about. <laughs> you know, I remember I remember going to watch Arsenal during the Invincible season, and there'd be fans. Mo- I, I used to sit behind this uh, fan Stop at Ivory. I don't believe you. People him. were moaning I, through I, the season. I'm one hundred percent the truth now, because I always think to myself, I'd love to see this fan now. He's probably dead, right? <laughs> because he used to moan about Thierry Henry. He used to be like this Scottish guy. He used to be like he's lazy. <laughs> you know. So you listen. Football fans will always find something to moan about. But I just think if it's real football fans, even if I hate that club, I mean, if it was a Tottenham one and they're consistent and it's, I find it compelling because you know we we support different teams and there's some things that we do differently as fans of certain clubs. But really and truly, we're very similar in the way in which we support our club. We're all a bit deluded when it comes to our clubs. We all defend our club at all costs. As I said, if you had a Birmingham City one or a Villa one, or people people Ooh. would watch it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no swearing on this podcast, sir. It's a family show. When did you get into football, Robbie? Oh, I've been going to football since I was a little kid. What, what was your I, first I, game? I think it was against Luton Town. Arsenal was playing Luton Town, and that was my first game, but in about '89. So, was that when was it? The Steam Brothers were still have been playing for Luton. Yeah, bro. Steam Brothers were still playing for Luton. Ricky Hill was still playing for Luton. Boy, I remember back in the day as a black person, mm-hmm. not lots of us used to go football because we all supported football. We all loved football. But there was still a lot of racism at football and things like that, which put a lot of people off football. I remember sometimes I used to go to football and I'd say to my friends and they'd be like, are you mad? What, you're going to Chelsea? Are you crazy? Because, you know, <laughs> but I just love football, man. It was just like a drug for me. But you've also been addicted to something else, haven't you, growing up? And that other thing is music. You, you talked about Luton being the first match that you probably saw, you think. Yeah. Because there are some teams which have been synonymous with the progress of black British footballers. And Luton's definitely one of them. And we mentioned yeah. the Steam Brothers and Ricky Hill. In the West yeah. Midlands, it was West Brom in, in the late 70s. Actually, the three degrees. Yep. You love your music. You are a proud black Brit. Tell us about yes. Proud to be Black, the piece of music that you've chosen to be on Friday 15 this week. Yes, my other love was music. I used to move around with sound systems and stuff like that. Proud to be Black was like a second tune I recorded, and it actually went to like number one in the reggae fields. Um, mm-hmm. 
and around the world. And I wanted to do a tune to say to other black people that we should be proud to be black and proud of our heritage. Why do you think that message was needed at that time? We know that our history has not really been taught to us properly over the years. We know that a lot of our history has been erased over the years. It was a very important message then, and I think it's still a very important message now. And I just wanted like black people to say, listen, be proud to be black. Be proud of what you are. And I sort of pointed out some people that made me proud to be black. It's really funny, actually, because I was listening back to it the other day. I was driving in my car. Mm-hmm. My kids, first of all, are going, Dad, was that really you? I was going, yeah, it was. <laughs> some of the people that I named out in there, I remember Bill Cosby, I was like, oh, maybe not so proud (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean I appeared on Reggae Sunsplash and performed that tune music and football those were my two loves now this one dedicated to all the black money men of the world who don't proud to be black because black people in this world we should be proud to be black and I'm gonna tell you why hey hey anything me say on a set proud to be black anything me say on a set proud to be black Anything me say, on a say, proud to be black. Anything me say, on a say, proud to be black. Because proud to be black, proud to be black, 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 proud to be black, or be proud to be black. Follow me now, proud to be black, proud to be black, 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 proud to be black, or be proud to be black. Cause Marcus Garvey make me proud to be black, and Bob Marley make me proud to be black, and Nelson Mandela make me proud to be black, and Martin Luther King make me proud to be black. But you have some black people, them not proud to be black. When you ask them if they're black, them will tell you, say them brown. Them black race and culture, then try fit this own. Some powder up their skin, they make it look light at all. Like me, you so know this girl by the name of Joan, whose mother and father came from back home. She was blacker than Frank Brown, no stressing gown. She had the curly and she lip long down. But one thing about the girl, she was a nice looker. One of the nicest girl, me said they not the area. Say one day, mommy said me go fit checker. Me say, hey darling, you really look super. Do you want to come to dance with me, the news reader? She said, no, thank you. I'm going out with Roger. And I only check guys who have white color. See them night they went to pop club called Tropicana. Me say, she and the boy with them car Roger. And the door was two big bouncers. One looked like Big Daddy, the famous wrestler. Say Roger and Joan was about to enter. When they heard the words from the biggest bouncer, he said, you can come in, mate, but not that nigga. We don't want this, so they troublemakers. The next day, the girl come for cry for me, shoulder, me tell her. Move and go away, you should have proud of your color. Because proud to be black, proud to be black, black, black. Proud to be black, or be proud to be black. Follow me now, proud to be black, proud to be black, 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 proud to be black, or be proud to be black. Come Mike Tyson make me proud to be black. I light honey and make me proud to be black. Muhammad Dali make me proud to be black. And John Barnsley make me proud to be black. But you have some black man with funny mentality. And them are the ones who are hold back. We cause when we hear them, why me get angry? Cause certain things and say up your stupid. If I white man own a rules, everybody same rich. A black man by the same one, them same tea fit. If a white man have a shop, them talk of him cheap. Black shop with same price, them would borrow him teeth. A white man win of gold, they say he's an actor. If a black one win of gold, them same sell ganja. If a white man mug a girl, he no in a paper. But a black man do that in the pan front cover. That's why, proud to be black, we should be proud to be black, black. Proud to be black, we should be proud to be black. Follow me now, proud to be black, proud to be black, black, black. 
proud to be black, we should be proud to be black because Jesse Jackson make me proud to be black and Whitney Houston make me proud to be black. The actor Bill Cosby make me proud to be black and Stevie Wonder make me proud to be black. When exactly Robbie did you put down that that posting mic, that MC mic? Put it down towards the 2000. I had a radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called a Crucial Robbie Show, which was on um, a local BBC station. Music is a young people's game, so I realised that my time time to move on from that. But I got a little bit fed up as well with the reggae industry. It's not the easiest of industries to negotiate. But I, I'm so grateful for it because it set me in good stead for doing this business. You do shows sometimes, come off stage, the promoter's gone. He's run off with all the money. <laughs> you know I mean? It took me around different places in the world like New York, Miami, Jamaica and I met so many reggae legends like Dennis Brown and Gregory Isaacs and then I was just starting to work a nine to five job. I trained to be a surveyor and I was doing that and then I came up with this uh, idea for the Arsenal thing and um, that's kind of taken over everything. I had to leave my job and just concentrate on this 100%. Arsenal Fan TV uh, has been somewhat of a phenomena, and I know that whenever you guys put out a video, uh, it becomes one of YouTube's trending videos, which is no mean feat. Um, yeah. Describe the actual the organisation behind it, because I, I'm imagining that you're some full broadcast company, you've got PAs <laughs> running hither and dither, you've got interns... Uh, you've got researchers. Describe the organisation that creates Arsenal Fan TV. <laughs> well, I wish it was like how you just described <laughs> it. But, um, up until recently, there was just, just a two-man team. Uh-huh. Just me and the cameraman at Edit, and we just do everything. I have now brought in sort of an additional camera person. I do have someone now who helps us with social media. And I am bringing in like someone sort of to manage the, the company sort of overall, just because it's grown so big. The secret to our success is I think we keep it simple. Yes, we we are a media company, but still the, the essential thing that's made us um, what we are is we just keep it simple and we keep it about the fans. And, and it's still that way. All right, Robbie, I'm going to be controversial here. Who are your favourite contributors? Right. Because I'll tell you who mine is, Robbie. Right, I'll tell you who mine is. Yeah. Mine is actually Graham. I like Graham and I like Mo. Graham is an absolute scientist for breaking down a game. And I don't think he gets he's enough brilliant. love. I love yeah, that's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant the way he, he analyzes games. He, 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 the man's on a different level. Then you've got Mo. Yeah. And what I love about Mo, you know, it's not all about gross, it's about net spend, all of that, right? But oh, yeah. total props to Mo. Came back from Hajj the other day and he was still feeling the Muslim spirit. And he, there he was on Arsenal fan TV, dressed up to, to the nines in, in his Muslim garb. And of course, yeah. you've got to love a little bit of Kalechi, just bringing peace and love and an Afro pop to Arsenal fan TV. But who are your favourites, sir, and why? Oh, gosh, you can't ask me that, man. I just have. I just have. Come on. <laughs> no, I can't answer that, man, because, you know, you know, I've got a lot of love for the um, some of the regular guys that come on, you know what I mean? They, mm. They've all just got something different about them. I love Kalechi, you know, sometimes I come out of the ground and I'm so depressed and he uh-huh. can cheer me up. I love DT. I love his passion. I love Troops, his passion. I love Claude, you know, old school football fan. Mo, as you said, it's funny, I remember doing an interview for, uh, I think it was The Telegraph. The journalist was saying to me, he's going, he goes, I've got to give you guys props because you never see many black fans, 
Muslim fans, mm. blind fans. He goes, until I started seeing Arsenal fan TV, he goes, you show us real fans. He goes, I've now got to see that by watching your content, which I was really proud when he said that. But one thing we all have in common is that we just love our football club, you know? Or he's so- going to say that we all don't like Manchester United. That's what the football <laughs> fans have in common. I, I think you've made a really interesting point right here, Robbie. And and I think this is also a little bit of the secret source of the fan of the success of, of Arsenal Fan TV. So, yeah. yes, it's you. Not just coming up with the, with the idea of the thing. And I'm not blowing warm air up your skirt here. And you've let it out the bag that actually you are a seasoned media veteran. So you can actually construct questions very well, breaking down a game and then posing the right questions to people. So it's not always the same questions, which is which is absolutely yeah. excellent. So, you know, big ups to you, number one. Thanks. You've got a compelling motley crew of contributors. And yes, it does change. And I saw that blind fan last week and I was absolutely touched. And this guy yeah, was describing pretty- the game. And, and I'm yeah. saying, you know, kind of how? Well, you he's did- such a passionate fan and his descriptions of the game are brilliant. Well, that, and he- I, the first time I interviewed him, I was like, how? do you know all these things you know and he just sort of he explains how he's able to follow the game uh-huh. you know through the, the um, technology that they have now in the stadium yeah but let's go let's keep going through the secret source of arsenal fan tv right so okay. you support a team which i would say out of the big six is the most undisliked that's a double negative <laughs> whereas if it was chelsea yeah. Um, they were, it wouldn't have blown up so big. I, I, I do not believe. Because the very fact that being Chelsea and whatever, people just says, ugh. Whereas Arsenal just are not offensive in that way. All right? Okay. And then the other thing is, as a black person, and we've touched on this a few times and you just have as well, Arsenal, Arsenal's fan base in London is the most racially diverse which actually yeah. kind of suits itself to the modern medium of kind of self-publishing, I would say. I always kind of say this to, pe- to people about, about football and how different teams have different stories. And mm. growing up in the 70s, I remember one of the first uh, FA Cup finals I can remember watching was 77 Manchester United and Arsenal, where mm. Alan Sunderland scored Sunderland. that. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember all of that. And you were watching um, classic 70s football where all the players were white on both Mm. sides. And then we touched on the fact that there was the Three Degrees and West Brom round about the same time. I think it was maybe like the year year later. Yeah. As a black kid growing up in the UK, liking football, if you didn't support your local team, you actually Mm. supported Liverpool back then because of John Barnes. Now, that is true. That is true. Now... In the late 80s, and definitely in the early 90s, a sea change happened in London, whereby there was one team, if you were black, you supported because of their playing roster, because of Rocky Rowcastle, because of Ian Wright, etc. And that set in place, I would say, the genus of the diverse fan base of Arsenal. Uh, if you bump into a black person in London, you say you're into football, so you do sport, they go Arsenal. Whether they're from Croydon, but whether they're from mm. North London, South London or West London. Right? And I mm. think that is also a beautiful thing to behold when you watch Arsenal fan TV, as you've said. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of what you said there is, is spot on. Um, a lot of black people did, did um, grow up supporting um, Arsenal 
because number one, as a black people growing up, you like you, you, a lot of people sort of gravitate towards a successful team. That's everybody, really. Um, Not me. I's, I'm proud to support <laughs> Birmingham City. We're rubbish, and we know it. <laughs> you know, of, of course. You know, there was a lot of black players there, like you said, Paul Davis, mm. uh, Rowe Castle. Then later on, Ian Wright. Watching Ian Wright score a goal and do the bogle darts. You know, you could relate to all those things. I think you find Robbie just about everything I say spot on. Robbie, thank you for coming on to Friday Fifteen and sharing some of the secret sauce in the success of Arsenal Fan TV. Long may it prosper, sir. Thank you very much. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Formed in 1992, the Cardigans hail from Sweden. Erase and Rewind is found on their 1998 album, Fran Turissimo.
Cypress Hill claim the honor of being Latino hip hop's first platinum group. Insane in the Brain is their biggest hit, reaching number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1993. hope you enjoyed this week's show don't forget you can follow the show's progress on facebook by simply typing in friday 15 you can also find us on twitter where you can follow me where i'm at royfield spelled r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d now every thursday you can jump onto twitter and tweet me and nominate a song for me to put into this week's friday 15 iTunes reviews, folks, are extremely important. They're the lifeblood of any podcast. Please go onto iTunes and write us a, a glowing review. And don't forget, finally, you can email me. We're on Royfield, spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D, at gmail.com. See you all again in seven days' time for more good music and great conversation. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.